morning. Today is Wednesday, January 22nd. Hi, DC. I'm your host, Dina Jo, coming to you live from the DJ Bubbles Studios, located in Mile High City, powerful Colorado. Welcome to the program. I'm so grateful to have you with us today. If you are going to listen to this on the download, thank you. I appreciate your time and downloading that follow button so you can join us live Thank you for your continued love, like, share, and downloads. Hi, baby! <laughs> uh, today is Wednesday, fun day. Um, I delve into a little bit of tr- a lot of what's trending in music, actually. Some food. Music segment, I'm going to be playing fresh new guys um so let's get out it uh you um the weather today um denver it is 28 it feels like it's 18 it's 15 wind so take your judgment mostly sunny skies a high of 47 um for my well and family it says it's foggy um, i hope it's not foggy but it says it's foggy 35 um maybe that's why it feels like it's 37 because it's a foggy i don't know rain and snow are expected in your area high Tonight, more um, rain than snow um, throughout the night. So, um, for my friend BP in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, 41 and cloudy, light rain is expected. Um, and you are under a fog. You're foggy too um, until 11 a.m. today. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Well, we are going to, to um, you know, I like to start today with. Word of the day and the quote of the day, um, positive word can significantly influence when used correctly in someone's life. You may need them. Hi, South Austin. Today's word of the day is revenge. Okay. The act of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for injury or wrong suffering at their hands. Um, so the quote I have is revenge. And I don't agree with this quote. Revenge is sweet. There is no way to describe it. It's awesome. Um, and that is by Kyle Riley. And um, I'm sorry, but I totally 100% disagree with that quote. <laughs> and this is what I have to say about that. Revenge or avenge? Uh, do you act out with revenge? Um, avenge is a verb. To avenge is to punish a wrongdoing with the intent of seeing justice done. Whereas revenge is more personal, less concerned with justice, and more about retaliation or inflicting harm. Um, revenge is committing a harmful action against a person or group in response to a grievance, be it real or perceived real primitive justice or retribution justice is often um, what it's all about. So revenge is doing something to hurt another person because they believe that that person has hurt them. Um, It is also called vengeance, vendetta, payback, retribution, or retaliation. Revenge reopens and aggravates um, your emotional wounds 
sins, even though you might be tempted to punish a wrong, you end up punishing yourself because you can't heal. Well, taking revenge, um, it is not morally right um, to do to do more harm to an enemy than they did to you. Revenge can unite people, but not in a good way. Vengeful people connect with each other like flies connect to shit. Excuse my language, but that is the perfect analogy. Um, just like flies go to shit, so do vengeful people connect with other vengeful people. They have the same agenda. They want to hurt and they want to destroy. <laughs> Understanding how emotions and thoughts influence behavior is important for people who have intense emotions and are often ruled by them. Um, meaning um, they can't control their anger and most importantly, they can't control their mouth. It will spew vitriol before thinking. We have all had people like that in our life. Someone in our past was constantly um, being banned on this platform or that platform because they could never control basically their mouth. We need to have knowledge about emotions and the thoughts that strengthen and soften those emotions will help develop ways to better manage the actions. I'm saying this for us so that if we that if when we ever feel the need to be vengeful and yes i'm not immune from this all-consuming disease of revenge revenge is a struggle that is centuries old i just don't act on it you know i might be like oh in the moment be pissed off but it's the acting out um, revenge is, uh, is a struggle that is centuries old. Shakespeare said, if you prick us, do we not bleed? If you tickle us, do we not laugh? If you poison us, do we not die? And if you wrong us, shall we not revenge? Shakespeare clearly thought revenge was normal. But what about the idea that revenge is self-destructive? Confucius said, before you embark on a journey of revenge, sure to dig to grace and that is the truth gandhi seemed to agree and said an eye for an eye only ends up making the whole world blind and who of us hasn't said i hope he gets what he deserves or i wish that karma would strike sooner in that person than um, you think has that has hurt you i have thought those things before but again the difference is is that i don't act out on it. I don't do it. I don't pray for those things to happen. Out of control revenge, attack and counterattack only destroys the lives of all involved. Um, for the revenger, it is a form of establishing justice. Revenge is just uncontrolled anger that is twin to hatred. So that was the word of the day on Monday. Revenger has been hurt. Seems to believe without a doubt, first, that they did nothing wrong. Secondly, if the other person suffers, then they will feel better and their pain will be lessened. It doesn't happen that way. Revenge makes you feel worse in the long run and make you Oh, hold on one second. It makes you play on. 
gosh, I'm so sorry, you guys. It just went blank again. Um, all right, it's not true. When makes you feel worse in the long run, you may um, might play, but it's okay um, that you've moved on, whatever lie you might tell yourself. But again, when you act out on your anger, that um, is what's wrong. So what do you do when you have thoughts of revenge? How about, um, especially if you cannot control your emotions, try to stay calm and maybe not, you know, walk away from the situation. Um, meditation is what I'm learning right now, not for anger, just for anxiety, but for anger it also works, you know, taking a deep breath, trying to just not focus on the situation because sometimes when you can't control your emotions and you spew out all that stuff, you can take it back. And um, that's when people get hurt and things don't ever get any better. So um, you have to know that some people will break your trust and that's all about them and not about you. So remember, weak people, um, weak people seek revenge, strong people forgive. Intelligent people dig more. So I wanted to um, turn this off for a second. And oh, hi, Sharp Hands Robert. Good to see you. I'm sorry. I was reading something else. Um, I'm going to play this little thing on um, Revenge. Here we go. Uh, well, after drinking coffee. Hold on. That I figured out why. I was doing everything right. I just needed a little tweak to one thing. About everything. That is wrong with our life. If it wasn't for them, I would be happy. If it wasn't for them, I would have more money. If they didn't do this, I would be where I want to be. Most people get so <laughs> caught up in blaming, they continue to blame and sabotage their own life long after the person is gone from their life. Most people hold on to the blame because it's easier than moving on. Having an excuse or a story of why they aren't where they want to be gets them sympathy from others. The victim role gives them comfort, and it is much easier than taking responsibility and moving on with their life. However, it is not, and will never be, a happy place to stay. Those who take responsibility for their life and are wanting to move on and put the past behind them are much more likely to gain freedom, success, and happiness. Now, this does not mean there aren't horrible people in the world that have done wrong by others. It is not condoning others' behavior. It is taking back the power they have from you when you are the one suffering long after they are gone. Who wins? You keep blaming them. Who wins if you move on, forget about them, and create the best life and success you could ever imagine? Who wins if you move Thank you, Lou. On? Who wins if you forget about them? Who wins if you create your best ever life full of success and abundance? You win. Take back your power. Blame them for what they have done. But don't blame them for what you haven't done. Blame them for what they've done. But bless them for making you stronger. For making you better. Blame them for what they've done. But 
want you exactly what you don't want. You can blame the world for bringing them into your life, but then get grateful for all the lessons it taught you, all the strength it gave you, all the perspective it gave you. Thank you, Bam Bam. If they knew better, they would do better. Knowing your heart, you don't need to take on any other negative energy. How good does it feel to take that baggage off your shoulders to focus on building your future? What a blessing. Let go. Move forward. Never look back. The best revenge is not taking any revenge. It is simply moving on with your life. Create the best first of yourself. That is The Best Revenge is Letting Go and Moving On With Your Life um, by Fearless Soul. And um, I really like them. I've been finding a lot of the ones that I've been playing um, <clears throat> that kind of go perfectly with the word of the day um, with them. So, yeah, it's really good. I like them. Um, so here is one last quote, and I do agree with this one. The best revenge is to have enough self-worth not to seek it. And I think that that one is well worth saying, not, not the first one that I totally disagree with. So you got this. I believe in you. Um, yeah, y'all are the best. So there we go. Revenge. Don't, um, don't let other, you know, we talk about forgiveness and hatred and, and, you know, all those words we've been talking about. And I think that when we allow others to get us so, I don't know, I guess I've never been to that part of where I've allowed the hate to go to hatred and then the hatred to go to revenge. Um, um, maybe, I, I mean, it doesn't come to my head. That's just not who I am. That's just not who God made me to be. Um, I'm sweet. <laughs> yes, like sugar. All right. Anyway, we're going to move on. I'm um, the joke of the day. I have two of them for you. All right. A father in Iraq gave his daughter a new bag. Well, this is kind of this is, they have it under joke, but I don't really consider it a joke. Okay. A father in Iraq gave her, his daughter, a new bag. She said, thanks for the bag, dad. Bag, dad, get it? <laughs> I know it's flirting. <laughs> All right. What does a house wear? Address. Bump, bump. <laughs> All right, you can use those. I promise you can use those. A house wears a dress. All right, so as I said earlier, I have a lot of um, music news um, and some trending news and some food thrown in there. Um, but first, oh, first I wanted to say something. I heard this this morning and it totally pissed me off. I just couldn't understand. Uh, the world that we live in, it just, uh, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. In California woman who fatally stabs boyfriend 108 times receives probation and community service. 
Um, she's saying that uh, they were both getting high and that the pop made her do it, basically. And the thing that kind of pisses me off through it is that nobody was there but these two, her and her boyfriend that she killed, right? And in this statement, at least from this article that I'm reading, it, it part of her her um, attorneys was that her boyfriend that she killed was making her, made her take another hit. And that's what caused her to go over the top. Was that one that he made her take another hit from the bong? And I, I don't know. I've known a lot of people who smoke pot and I know that it affects people differently. I get it. I understand. But I, to me, it always kind of made people the opposite than what they're kind of portraying her to be. And if she has some type of mental illness that this was bringing out, so, something was wrong with her that, that, it just wasn't the pot. That's what I'm trying to say. It just wasn't the marijuana that made her do it. She needs to get some help because did they think that she's not going to do it again? Um, it just is insane to me. It's absolutely insane. Hi, Bam Bam. Hello. Let me turn you up. There you go. Yeah, I, I sort of made a joke there. Was he wearing a Dorito bag sweater and she just couldn't get it open? Or <laughs> Yeah, 108 times. And it's like probation well like i told you about what happened to my son's friend uh i guess we're going on a few months ago now but you you do have to remember though that people hide fentanyl in pot too right yeah yeah yep so it's always possible that it was like it was um, a bad batch yeah it wasn't good weed it might have had something laced in it very true california so yeah you you that's very true thank you for saying that um you never know yeah, that, that's the scary oh, hi, Spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the scary world that we live in. But either way, um, I don't know. I wish that there was probably some still in the house that they could test it or something. I don't know. But either way, for her just to get probation and no time. Yeah, no, I agree it, with that. You stab somebody to death no matter what you're on. Uh, you should be getting something at least even time like you know a few years in a mental asylum to like do a proper review of your brain waves something that she needs help like that's what i was saying it wasn't just the pot there's got to be something and she was only with this guy that's another thing too she was only with this guy i think they said less than a month like three weeks she started dating this guy so there was something else there <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that sure. she that she needs to get help with and it doesn't say anywhere in the article that that you know that's part of part of the sentencing like she needs to be under watch she needs to be taken you know some, because something else something else is going on it's just sad very sad. sad very sad situation yeah and i just don't like how they blame it on him and he's not there to oh he made her take the second hit and that's what caused her to over the top you know what i mean i think that's i think that's pretty crappy of her attorneys to say that you know he he's not even there to defend himself no definitely not definitely yeah but 108 times that's also that's pretty intense that's something like you know whatever one or two times and shit that's just whatever but 108 times that's like that's vicious there's anger i don't know what you call that there's yeah. malice there. That's it's definitely mm-hmm. something. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. 
I don't know if yeah. you've ever tried cutting fucking meat, but yeah, you know, if you're cutting a big roast in pieces, you know, after about 10 cuts, your arm actually starts to feel it. You know, when you're like doing some actual butchering stuff, imagine right. how dead her arm felt after 108. You, you uh. know, you're doing it. It's like physically hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know at, to, at what time at the 40th, you know, you have to realize, oh my gosh, because you, he had to have been fighting back. You know, he didn't probably just sit there and let it happen to him. She's got scratches all over herself. So I don't know. It's just a crazy story. It's sad. Yeah, definitely. Definitely very sad. sad story i tried to make a joke out of it but then i was like thinking wait a minute you know what maybe something bad did happen you know with like the you know something laced with something but yeah but even hey, then, you it's like 108 times that's a lot <laughs> no it is a lot and i didn't get your joke anyway, but now i do <laughs> You're sick. (laughs) That's why I love you. (laughs) You're terrible. (laughs) She was that hungry. Okay. All right. We'll move on from there. (laughs) Well, since I'm up here for a minute, let's uh, put over tomorrow's show tomorrow night. uh, Yes. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. whatever your standard time mountain standard time (laughs) yes (laughs) we're going to be watching a music documentary on tower records on Mm -hmm. it's a free video on youtube yes i actually popped up on the frankie d show for a few minutes yesterday talking about the royal rumble so i actually um had made mention of that on that show as well and a few people were like oh Oh, you guys do that on thursday nights so yeah yeah we'll see what happens um, it's really a cool documentary. I loved it because I worked at Tower Records um, in West Covina, California for four years of my life. And watching it, um, it's the story behind Tower Records. There's some music in there, but not a ton. But it's just a really good story to to see. And then on Friday, I'm just going to be doing music that um, either the artists came in to sign their albums or they actually played in um, in or on top of the roof of Tower Records. So we'll be playing that music um, on um, Friday, Friday show. Okay, but... here's a deep dive for Dina. Uh, yeah. Working in Tower Records, did you meet any famous musicians? Um, not, I met Billy Idol and um, Cindy Lauper, which, you know, me yep. and my shoulder pads, I have a picture pads, of. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But there wasn't a lot of artists that came into our store in West Covina. Um, They were down like on the Sunset Strip in in Washington and stuff that you'll see um, on the um, documentary. But yeah, I did meet Billy Idol. He was a total jerk. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a jerk. Um, And um, Cindy Lauper was really nice. So does he walk (laughs) around with that snarl on his face all the time? Or is that just... Yeah. It's, well, yeah, he kind of on and off, but he was kind of, I don't know if he was playing being grumpy or if that's just his demeanor, you know, but that's like part of it, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm not, he, yeah. He he stole Sid Vicious's um, gimmick after Sid Vicious <gasps> died. Yeah, you're right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Like the hair, the spiked hair and that like snarl on the, his lip, you know? That's totally straight up stolen from Sid Vicious. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't even, thanks for, I wouldn't even, you're right. Right when you said that, I'm picturing Sid Vicious in my head and he does, oh my gosh. Wow. That's why I can never take his music serious because I was a big fan of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, the Sex Pistols. uh, 
I can't think of off the top of my head. What the heck was his band? Um, uh, Billy Idol's band before he was Billy Idol. He was in, um, oh my gosh, I'll have to look it up. But um, yeah, I liked them before he was by himself. Billy Idol. I didn't even know he was in a band before he was just yeah. Billy Idol. Billy Idol's band. Let me see if it'll come up. Um, bring up. Uh, oh, I'm uh, Generation X. The group Generation X is what it was called. I've, I've never actually even heard of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there's a song. There's one. I think there's one song that they were really popular for. I'll have to bring that up. Generation X. Yep. Billy Idol. Yeah. Bring it up on your Friday show, even though he was a jerk. Yeah, yeah, for him, sure. So that's, oh, that's yeah, I'll thing. play it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in the fact, and I was like really looking forward to meeting him too, because um, at that time, that was kind of like my punk time. That was when I was kind of into more into the punk music. Um, they had like a huge, the Tower Records that I worked at was three stories high and one whole store, store yeah, one whole story, store was like merchandise clothes boots hats you know things like that all, all clothing merchandise kind of stuff and then there was a singles one and all, all these different things yeah it was pretty cool that's awesome pretty cool pretty cool <laughs> yeah and which what you'll see in the documentary too is like um a lot that's the way people went to record stores and they hung out there, you know, there, they would, there was the classical music section. There was this section and there was that section. You could listen to music and people knew what they were talking about that worked there in those sections. You know, each of them worked there because they were passionate about music and, oh my gosh, it was a fun place to work. See, I used to hang out this one place. It was called Sam's rock shop and um, they sold, they didn't sell like, you know, whatever top 40 stuff they, it was all like the punk and the underground ska and all that reggae uh -huh. and all that type of stuff right and they sold doc it was sort of like a rock uh record store slash head shop they sold like doc martin boots and you could buy like okay. leather jackets there and stuff like that okay, my friend sean was actually the manager of the store my buddy brad but it was a it was a big hangout definitely people used to hang out at record stores and stuff back in the day for sure Oh yeah, it was fine. Before I worked at Tower Records, I worked across the parking lot at Licorice Pizza. Get it, Licorice Pizza. It was because of records, black round. Um, and that's yep. where I started. That's where I started my music career was at Licorice Pizza, and then I went over to um, to Tower Records. But yeah, Licorice Pizza. I loved music, so still do. Welcome back, Spiritual Doctor. Good to have you. Yep. Alrighty, yeah. I'll quit Jack in the show and uh, everybody tune in tomorrow night. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're gonna have a fun time. Thank you, Bam Bam. Thanks for having me up. Of all course, right. anytime. Appreciate you. Um, all right, well, we're gonna continue with some music. Um, now that we got that done, um, this is about country singer, um, Chris Young. Um, I really didn't know who he was. Um, this is one of his songs. I'll play it in the background. Um, country singer Chris Young was arrested at a Nashville bar after allegedly an altercation with the Alcohol Beverage Commission agents who were doing a compliance check, um, according to court documents. Um, and they were in there just, I guess, 
going from bar to bar. They went up to Young, um, asked him um, to check his ID, uh, and they did, and that just pissed him off. <laughs> and um, he followed the agents um, to the door um, and just caused a huge scene. So um, this song is um, When You're Drinking. Maybe you should zip it, Chris. And not get yourself in trouble but yeah um he was arrested um don't god people that yeah again just don't call me when you're drinking mm -mm -mm. all right christian all right the next news i have and these are sad the next two are sad um sad ones um Palm Star, you know Palm Stars, uh, this TV show. Um, alumni Rick Harrison um, reveals his son Adam tragically died of a fentanyl overdose. And I'm um, kind of, you know, what Bam Bam was talking about, uh, not, you know, some people doing um, marijuana and or other drugs that they get. And um, now it's they're laced with fentanyl. Um, a lot of the drug dealers are doing that to make the person's high better so that they'll come back for drugs, which is just sad. So um, yeah, he's saying how his son um, Rick Harrison reveals his son Adam's cause of death after confirming that the 39-year-old passed away. A representative for the Pond Star alumni um, said Adam died from a fentanyl overdose. The statement continues, the fentanyl crisis in this country must be taken more seriously. It seems it is just flowing over the borders and nothing is being done about it. We must do better. And um, I agree. It's very, it's very sad. And um, I was on that drug once when they did my back surgery. And I asked to be taken off of it because, and it was a patch. It wasn't a pill. It was like a patch I had to wear. And though, yeah, it controlled my pain, but my God, I was like laying in bed drooling. And it's, that's, kind of what it, uh, it, I didn't like it at all, at all. So, um, did other things to, um, get off of that medication. It's terrible. And then, um, with the death, um, Charles Osgood, five-time Emmy winner and CBS Sunday morning host, he passed away at the age of 91. Um, I used to watch this show. I used to love watching the CBS Sunday morning show, and I completely forgot about it because I got a Roku TV, and I just don't watch a lot of TV. Um, but um, I believe they said that he had was battling, yes, his death came after battling dementia, um, his family told CBS an announcement. Um, he died in his New Jersey home, four-time competitive Emmy winner who received his fifth, fifth recognition in um, 2017 for a lifetime achievement. Um, that's sad. He had such a sweet uh, disposition, I should say. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, I love Sarah McLaughlin. She's great. 
All right, we're going to move on from the sad news to a little bit of food news. Um, for any of y'all who um, still eat eat craft cheese, can they even call it cheese? I thought it was like um, like a pasteurized oh pasteurized prepared cheese product. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, they have three new flavors that are that they're coming out with. Caramelized onion. Mmm, that sounds yummy. I love me caramelized onion. Um, jalapeno. Mmm, spicy. And garlic herb. Mmm, they all sound good. Although I don't eat, I won't eat those because I just, I can't. It's like plastic to me. Um, so, but there's three new Three new ones for you. Caramelized onion, jalapeno, garlic herb. Look for them at your stores if you'd like to try them. Um, the, the show is so peaceful and background. Oh, thank you, spiritual doctor. We're, well, just a little bit of trending. And then I get into music around 8, well, a little bit closer to 8.30 today. Um, so moving on from craft cheese, um, Dave Matthews um, is coming to... Blossom Music Center this summer. It's big news. <laughs> um, and that is in Ohio, I believe, North Ohio Stomping Grounds. I think they, isn't that where they're from? Um, this summer, um, the band Blossom Music Center, Tuesday, June 25th. Tickets um, for the show go on sale to the general public um, on February 16th. So if you're into DMB... I didn't know that they shortened their name, DMB. Um, there you go. Then they have a new um, album that came out in 2023, Walk Around the Moon. So they're out there promoting that. Dave Matthews Band. All right, we're going to skip that. And then I'm going to talk about um, Miss Dolly Parton. You know, I talked about her on um, Monday with El King um, being a little too drunk, um, at one of her tributes, um, Dolly's sister is mad. Um, Dolly Parton's sister reacts to El King's tribute after the Opry apologizes. Um, and her sister's really pretty lady too. Dolly Parton's younger sister, Stella Parton, spoke out about El King's tribute performance that prompted an apology from the Grand Ole Opry. Um, Stella took, um, two X, formerly Twitter, to share her reaction. Um, let's see, where is it down here? Um, King made comments to the crowd using obscene language, including saying that she was an effing hammered and holy crap, <laughs> the other word. Um, don't tell Dolly when she appeared um, to forget the lyrics to um, Parton's Marry Me during the show. Um, in response to when social media users complained, the Grand Ole Opry again um, replied, we deeply regret and apologize for the language. Um, Stella was not having it. She said, when you disrespect someone in my family, you have disrespected every one of us. I no longer stay silent when I see people behaving badly. The bottom line is this. If you're lucky enough to stand before a paying audience, give them your best or get off the stage. I don't buy the lame, weak excuse of getting hammered to be able to go out there. The fans pay our wages, by the way. They sometimes sacrifice to do so. So she was not having it, which 
you know what? Um, like I said, after watching um, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie last Thursday um, with Bam Bam, um, and I can't remember who else came in there, um, but after watching that and seeing um, he, he, you know, he, they banned him. He couldn't go to the Grand Ole Opry because of the way he acted. Um, yeah, it was a little bit more than what she's done, but still what she did was part of what he did. So I don't understand. Um, it just seems like the world we live in today, we allow people to get away with bad behavior and, um, it's not right. It's not right. Um, all right. So next I wanted to, uh, Billy Joel, I was, I was going to play, tell you about his new song that he's working on. And then this morning, um, they just announced on the radio that he's coming, um, out here at least to Denver. Um, when is it, um, to Coors Field on July 12th. Uh, so it was rare. I was going to play this, a little snippet of his new song. It's real small. Here it is. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. That's what I was going to say. He's coming out with this teaser of a new album. And then this morning, they said he was going to be here in Coors Field on July 12th. So um, it's a 74-year-old singer-songwriter, um, Columbia Records. This new song is Turn the Lights Back On. Um, so uh, it'll be dropping February 1st is when the new um, song will come out. So, all right. Well... I am going to leave the rest of this news for Friday and I'm going to start playing. Um, actually, let's get back over here. We'll do this last one. It was talked about Sinead O'Connor. Um, it's really loud. This is a great song. Uh, they said that she died of natural causes. Um, the coroner finally came out this way. It says, um, Irish singer Sinead O'Connor died of natural causes, according to Southwark um, Coroner's Court in um, London. This is to confirm that Miss O'Connor died of natural causes. The coroner has therefore ceased their involvement in her death. But gosh, it doesn't say anything else about that. You know, but her son... Uh, died 18 months prior to that. And she was only 56 years old. It just seems like what was the natural causes? Was it her heart? Was it, I don't know. It just, it's just so sad. You know, it's just another loss in music. So. All right, I'm just going to play this last one um, and because it kind of goes, since Prince wrote that song, um, there is news out there that Prince, Purple Rain, is becoming a stage musical. 
So it's in the works. Producer Oren Wolf announced Monday that he is developing a staged version of Purple Rain on the 1984 vaguely autobiographical film that made Prince a megastar and won him an Oscar for the best original song score. The film version um, starred Prince as the kid, an emerging museum on the Minneapolis rock scene. So um, Wolf's credit include Tony Award winning The Band's Visit, another movie turned musical. He's already enlisted playwright er, um, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins um, to write the new musical book. So doesn't say, let's see, it doesn't say when. Um, it just says it's in the future. So there you go. All right. I'm going to bring up this playlist of um, new um, fresh alternative music. Okay, good. Seems to be working this morning. We'll turn off Prince and we'll get to that. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with me. Um, Alrighty. These are all new songs. Um, supposedly, well, some of them are alternative. I think some of them, um, I don't know how they get that name, but whatever. All right. So the first one we have on the list today is the song Neon Pill, and it's by um, the group Cage the Elephant. Um, it was a single release um, just this month. Um, Cage the Elephant had returned with Neon Pill, their first new song since 2019, featuring a guitar-driven alt-rock arrangement. Neon Pill opens with um, apt lyrics for a comeback single. Here it is. Takes one to know one. Back at it again. Birds of a feather until the end. Okay. From there, the song keeps a steady beat with the dynamic swelling on the chorus, leading into an interlude of featuring a vibey, vibrato-heavy melody and reoccurring highlight throughout the song. Here it is. Neon Peel, Cage the Elephant. I do like Cage the Elephant. Thank you. 
January 2024. <laughs> All right. It doesn't want to turn off. There we go. All right. The next one, um, I have heard this, um, the next two, actually. Um, the first one is Good People um, is a song, Mumford and Sons, featuring Pharrell Williams. Mumford and Sons have shared their first taste of new music in five years. Um, and this was back on January 16th. The band premiered their new single, Good People. The song is produced by Pharrell Williams and features the band gearing up for a triumphant um, new revolution over a punchy um, percussion track led by Marcus Mumford makes a powerful declaration leading an onward march to victory. Good people been down for so long and now it's the sun is rising. Sings Mumford on the songs chorus. Here is good people Mumford and Sons featuring Pharrell Williams. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. I'm great. Hanging in there. Hey, you haven't been in here for a while. I usually don't ask people to like download and stuff and like, but um, I have a, another new segment that I do. It's called Squats and Thoughts. Um, if you would look back and uh, if you would download it and listen to it, I'd really appreciate it if you would give me your honest opinion. It's only seven minutes long, 17 minutes long, um, and give it a like. Gotta work. That is good people. Mumford and Sons featuring Pharrell Williams. Single release only so far in 2024. All right, we're going to move on to um, Beautiful People Stay High. <laughs> the Black Keys featuring Beck. Um, I like this one too. I've been here. I've heard this a couple times and I, and I kind of, you can totally hear the back in this song. Um, let's see. 23 years ago, their story career, the Black Keys are fine. Their best friends collaborated with their idol 
having fun making an irresistible rock record when they, they finally met Beck. The first rock star Patrick Carney ever met was Beck back in 1996, long before he would become famous as one half of the garage rock duo, the Black Keys. Um, the two years, just two years shy of 30 years later, Carney's can, um, career appears to be having a full circle movement, movement, moment, excuse me, with the release of the new single, Beautiful People Stay High, which features Beck himself. So here it is, Beautiful People Stay High, the Black Keys featuring Beck. Hi, Tulin. Good to see you. Stay high, the Black Keys featuring Back. Um, it is going to be released on April, or actually a re release on April 5th, 2024. All right, we're going to move on to the Strombellas. Their new um, single is called Holster. There wasn't a lot about this um, track. But here's what I got. Holster, a heartening track fraught with hope, showcases the Strombella's um, boundless creative spirit and sonic versatility following previously released singles running out of time. My home is you. Hold on. A dynamic addition to the highly anticipated album that encapsulates the involved... <laughs> of the Strombellas in their artistry. And um, 
Yeah, the, they are Canadian too. And I had no idea until I was reading that they're Canadian band. Here is Holster on the song, a new song by the Strombellas. See if you like it. Kind of slow. Trying to open all these closed doors. Never happy, always wanting more. I feel like I'm always fighting for this more. And there's no reason why I'm feeling all these feelings I can't control. Because we all get caught in a holster, but it's all in our Thank you, Billy D. Appreciate you. Hi, Naveen Dan. Welcome. Nice to have you. Okay, again, this is um, a new release single from the band, The Stravellas. The song is called Holster. The album is set to be released February 9th, Part-Time Believer. All right, I'm going to move on to um, the next new song. And um, group, honestly, I, I've never heard of these girls before, I guess. <laughs> it's the Sea Girls. Sea, like the ocean. Um, the song is I Want You to Know Me. Um, let's see. It's a single release, and their um, album is the upcoming album, Midnight Butterflies. So a little bit about Sea Girls just dropped a new up-tempo rocking single called I Want You to Know Me. It's part of their upcoming third album, set to be released on June 14th. The album has 12 tracks, including their earlier hits, Weekend and Workdays, and Young Strangers. The band is excited about their new record with frontman Henry Calamine describing it as a feeling of new and energetic band making their debut. He says the album is super optimistic and euphoric and making it was a real freeing experience. So here they are, Sea Girls with I Want You to Know Me. Almost like I want you to want me by the cheap trick. I like it. It kind of threw me off though because I was expecting to hear women. I'm 
All right, that is the Sea Girls. Yeah, I never heard of them before. They're not bad. Um, the song is I Want You to Know Me. Um, new single release only at the moment. Upcoming album is to be released on June 14th, Midnight Butterflies. All right. Um, oh, weird. Hmm. Couple songs on here. It's not in. Oh, there we go. It's like it's not in order at all. Let's see. Oh, I know what happened. All right, we're gonna skip that one and we're gonna move on to um this next song. It's the group. Bishop Briggs. And now I've heard of them before. Um, the song is called Triumph. Triumph conveys the message of resilience, perseverance, and the ability to overcome adversity. It encourages listeners to embrace their inner strength, face challenges head on, and remain steadfast in the pursuit of their goals. The song serves as an inspiring anthem for anyone facing obstacles and seeking triumph in their own lives. So here is Bishop Briggs with the song, new release, Triumph. I started in a guarded place. I was young, full of faith. No one even knew my name, but still I chased, ran the race. Do you know what I've been through? Welcome, T-W-I-H-Q-M-Z-V. I like her voice. She's got a powerful voice. Started in a guarded place. The more I push, the more I gain. Do you know what I've been through? I felt the sinking will of its truths. Do you know what I've been through? She's really good. Her actual name is she asked her, her name is Sarah Grace McLaughlin. And she's known professionally as Bishop Briggs. Bart! Oh my gosh, Bart, how the hell are you? Oh my goodness! You are so missed. I hope you and your family are well. I 
Digger, Bishop Briggs, um, her new release song, Triumph. All right, so the next new fresh song that's out there is a remake of um, Ocean Avenue. It's Steve Aoki and Yellow Card. Um, Ocean Avenue by Steve Aoki and Yellow Card reflect on the youthful love, longing, and desire to find solace and escape in each other's presence. Um, its lyrics invoke a strong sense of nostalgia, cap um, capturing the essence of memorable moments spent with loved ones during one's youth. The song overall meaning lies in the belief that love can transcend time and distance and in the yearning for a reunion and an idolized past. So here is Ocean Avenue. It's a little different. Steve Aoki and um, Yellow Card. There's a place off Ocean Avenue Where I used to sit and talk with you We were both 16 and it felt so right Sleeping all day, staying up all night Staying up all night There's a place on the corner of Terry Street We would walk on the beach in our bare feet We were both 18 and it felt so Okay, that's Ocean Avenue. A little different. Tibioki, yellow card. New release. All right, where are we on time? Oh, oh, no, stop. All right, this next one, I believe this one was kind of slow, so we'll see how much of it we get into. Um, it's Judah and the Lion um, featuring Rustin Kelly. Um, the song is Leave It Better Than You Found It. It says it's explicit, um, so cover your ears if you can't handle a little bit of explicit 
explicitness. <laughs> okay? Leave it better than you found. It conveys a powerful message of personal growth, humility, and the desire to make a positive impact. It serves as a reminder that we have the opportunity to leave a lasting legacy by striving to be kind, open-minded, and continuously improving ourselves and the world around us. Here is Judah and the Lion and Rustin Kelly. Leave it better than you found it. I know it really is, right? I think he said shit. That's it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Hey, will you? I was just telling them, and now that you're in here, will you check out my um? It's ready for download. It's called Squats and Thoughts. It was about a week ago. Um, it's about 17 minutes long. Um, it's a new segment I'm going to be doing. I'm not doing them live. I'm just going to have pre-recorded ones, short ones. Um, but it's a little bit about my life story and why I got into looking into alternative health and supplements and stuff. So I appreciate your feedback. I'm sure your goat would love to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I heard him say one, I think only one curse word, but, and only once, I guess. That is leave it better than you found it. Judah and the Lion featuring Rustin Kelly, new release. <laughs> All right, we're gonna um, move on to the next song. Um, it's Fallout Boy, their latest song, "Pay Love." Um, "Pay Love" um, delves into the struggle with inner demons, addiction, and longing for connection amidst the feeling of in invisibility. It captures the complex emotions one may experience when facing loneliness and self-destruction serving as an introspective exploring of human conditions here. Oh, Pavlov, Pavlov, not Paylove, Pavlov, P-A-V-L-O-V-E. Here it is. Fallout Boy. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> It might help you, Pooh. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Okay. 
to the next uh, new song that's out there. It's Fort Meyer featuring Six John. Um, this one also says explicit. It does. Um, the song is There They Go. Um, there They Go is an anthem of empowerment, um, self-assurance, and displays skills to the world. Oh, show your skills to the world. It showcases the artist, um, artistic unity and re reliance of the crew and who's the crew maybe i don't know and leaves a lasting impression on the listener i don't know what that means the song's significance lies in the celebration of talent and determination to make an impact on the rap industry oh i guess maybe the crew is them oh i don't know i'm so out of it here is the song there they go fort meyer featuring six john and the crew here it is. Explicit. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Say. Six John is about hookers. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, he said crew. This group, um, Mike Shinoda, he looks like trying to read if he was in another group. Um, oh, yeah, 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 Linkin Park. I was like, he's in another band, wasn't he in another band? He was part of Linkin Park. Nice, hey, Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like this. Okay, that is um there they go. Fort Meyer featuring Six John which we just learned the fact that that's for horse. So there we go. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the next song. Um the group is Walk the Moon. The song is Mono No Aware. Mono no aware means the pathos of things and also translate as an empathy towards things or sensitivity. Um, mono no aware reflects on the trans science of life and beauty found within it. The song suggests embracing each experience, cherishing the people who come into your life and living authentically, even as time slips away. It encourages mindfulness and the appreciation of the present moment, reminding us to find joy amidst loves, um, life's in, um, in, in miss life's problems um let me see hopefully oh there it is there it is yay walk the moon mama know where i am in call are you even in here anymore davidson you're gone so, but I'm in Colorado. <laughs> Welcome, Keith. Well, welcome. single release only at the moment oh let's see i don't know why all of this is messed up but there we go i found what i was looking for um the next song i've never heard this group before until this list they're called the lemon twigs and the song is my golden years um, the Lemon Twigs are an American rock band from Long Island, New York, fronted by brothers Brian and Michael D'Angelo. Um, My Golden Years by the Lemon Twigs speaks to the universal theme of fear and the passage of time, missed opportunities, and personal growth. Uh, let's see. The song overall's message encourages listeners to confront their fears, seize the opportunities, and not let time slip away without embracing personal growth and self-expression. So here is the Lemon Twigs. 
with their song, My Golden Years. <laughs> You're right, it does. Oh, the beginning of that sounds like me. Oh my gosh, what song was that? Oh, damn, that's going to bug me. Did anybody else hear that at the beginning? It's funny, they look like, um, like 60s piece. Oh, I had to figure out what song that was. Sounds like the Beatles right there. Okay, Bam Bam, I know you have that ear for music. Okay, I'm going to start it over. Listen, listen. Tell me what song is it? Listen. Hi, fan three fifty five. Yeah, I had to figure that one out, but that's the lemon twigs <laughs> with my golden years. Yeah, I never heard of those guys before. Um, here's another one. I don't have anything. Let me see what time it is. Okay, perfect. Um, I don't have anything on. Oh no, it does. Sorry. I'm going to take that back. I do have something on them. Space Jane, um, is the group. Um, the song is one bad day. Again, this is explicit, but, um, so far they really haven't been that explicit. Um, Spacey Jane are an Australian indie rock band formed in Fentimantle in 2016. Um, on January 5th, 2024, Spacey Jane announced via social media that their third studio album was half recorded and what they would be missing is a standalone single title one bad day the following week um written at the end of the session for here comes everybody the song's release is um to bridge the gap between what was then and what is next one bad day by spacey jane captures the raw emotions and turmoil associated with the end of a relationship the song expresses the longing for pain and past offering a relatable and cathartic experience for those who have gone through similar situations here they are spacey jane one bad day I'm gonna check my phone. You got it brave. I'll call it the morning. Everything we have, everything I'm losing. Tell it all again. Start at the beginning. See it's in my head. Spill because I feel it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, this is the last time I feel like this. 
likes this song. Okay, well, I'm going to let it play. Hey, we need to talk. Nick B. Daddy Hop, how are ya? Or Spider Hop, I should say. Sweet Angel Bear. Welcome. Oh, who's the artist? This is Spacey Jane. song that was playing earlier um and i said it sounded like another song <laughs> who was it the lemon twigs um colin F james five long years it sounds like it's from the in the beginning um it was very similar oh not that sorry guys <laughs> see it was exactly like this so thank you bam bam i appreciate you <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to do one more. Let's see. I think I can put in there. Um, Windsor. Again, I had never heard of this artist before this list. Um, I do like him. Um, the song is Wicked Game, which is uh, Chris Isaac uh, song that he did who gosh i haven't heard any chris isaac in a very long time i might have to do a chris isaac day um so windsor shares um this cover began as an additional song i'd play live and it became a fan favorite as a northern california native i've always loved surf guitar and had a soft spot for cooners like chris isaac 
especially the record heart shape world. I'm having Mark Needham, who mixed the original Wicked Game, work on my production was an honor. So here is Windsor with his rendition of Wicked Game. Thank you, Spider Hot. Thank you, Chill Jelly. Appreciate you.
And that is um, his rendition of Wicked Game. Um, he's really good. Look him up. Um, and I'm going to have to do me a Chris Isaac day. Oh, I love him. Thank you, child. Um, he did really good. Yeah, he's kind of um, that, you know, Cooner type uh, Windsor. Yeah, really good. Good rendition. All right. So we had some good ones in there. Um, and I'm going to leave it right there. And again, tomorrow, um, if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, Bam Bam and I on Thursday evenings, it would be um, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, we do a, um, instead of a book of the week club, it is, you know, I always did um, soundtracks for movies. Well, I never got to watch the movie before I played the soundtrack. So this is what we do. We um, pick a movie. Um, we watch it in our own homes until I can figure out um, and get together with Scooter and figure out the OBS so that I can play it and everybody can watch it together. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be, instead of a movie, we're going to be watching the documentary of um, Tower Records. Um, and it's called, let me get back over to it. Um, it's the rise and fall of Tower Records, but there's words before it. I can't remember. I want to say it right. Um holy moly, where did it go? <laughs> I know it's in here. Let's see. Um, All Things Must Pass, The Rise and Fall of Tower Records. And it's a documentary free on YouTube. So it's not going to cost anybody anything. We start a little bit after seven, wait for people to come in. Then we push play. We watch the show and we have a live chat here on Podbean while we're watching the show. So it's fun. We've been having fun doing it. So I hope you guys can join us. Um, and then on Friday, I'm going to be playing music um, from artists who were either live playing live at Tower Records stores or came in for a signing. So that's what the music will be on Friday. So anyway, I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you. Let me get it. Oh, it is. Up. All right. Perfect. <laughs> be the reason someone smiles today let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and if nobody's told you lately you are loved and appreciated and you know coming from me that i truly mean that i do love you guys and appreciate you from the bottom of my little black heart so <laughs> i love you guys have a great day um be careful out there the world is absolutely i'm um, crazy so be careful watch yourself watch um the people that you love and take care of them and i will see you we'll see you tomorrow bye one two three